After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz in Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih the fifth Ayyadahullah Ta'ala bin Hasrihil Aziz recited verses 275 from chapter 2 of the Holy Quran. Those who spend their wealth by night and day, secretly and openly, have their reward with their Lord. On them shall come no fear, nor shall they grieve. There are many instances in the Holy Qur'an where Allah the Almighty draws the attention of believers towards offering financial sacrifices. In this verse as well we find that one of the key traits of the believers, i.e. the Mu'mineen, has been mentioned which is that believers spend in the way of Allah the Almighty by night and day and they do so in secret and openly as well. And both methods of spending in the way of Allah the Almighty, i.e. secretly and openly, are granted acceptance by Allah the Almighty. For it is mentioned in another instance in the Holy Qur'an, that when believers spend in the way of Allah the Almighty, their sole intention is to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty states, وَمَا تُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا بْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ That is, you spend not but to seek the favour of Allah. Meaning, their only purpose is to seek the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. Therefore, the signs of a true believer are that they do good deeds, spend in the way of Allah the Almighty out of their pure wealth, 
and they remain concerned with doing virtuous deeds by day and night. At times they do good deeds openly and at other times they do them in secret. Likewise, at times they sacrifice their wealth openly and at other times they do so secretly. Such sacrifices are granted acceptance by Allah the Almighty on the condition that the sole intent of these sacrifices is to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. If these sacrifices are merely for show, then such sacrifices are not accepted by Allah the Almighty. The sacrifice of those who present them merely for show are rejected and thrown back in their faces. Therefore, this is the spirit with which a believer should offer sacrifices, and this is the very spirit with which members of the Jamaat offer financial sacrifices by the grace of Allah the Almighty. If this spirit is not present, then our sacrifices serve no purpose and will go in vain. If sacrifices are made with the thought that I must offer more than such and such person, or they are worried that another chapter of the Jamaat may overtake them in this regard, and so what will people say, then such sacrifices are useless. Of course, the spirit of vying with one another is a good thing. However, it should not be due to the fear of what other people will say. Instead, we should be concerned about whether our sacrifices will be regarded as more than others in the sight of Allah the Almighty. And this is the true spirit of vying with one another. If people offer financial contributions so that they may boastfully tell others the amount which they have given, or so that in the event of a dispute they may tell the administrators the amount which they have contributed and thus feel entitled to having a decision made in their favour or being granted leniencies or if one think that by sacrificing a certain amount of wealth they will be recognised and appreciated by the Khalifa of the time or by the office bearers then all of these thoughts are wrong, useless, vain and completely contradict the true spirit of sacrifice. In fact, such thoughts become the means of incurring harm. Allah the Almighty states that these are all wrong intentions. He states that if you wish to truly spend in His way, then it can be for one purpose alone, which is to attain His pleasure. Indeed, those who attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty are also granted honour by Him. But this honour should increase them in humility and meekness. In fact, such people should shy away from being complimented by others. If they wish to be recognised by the Khalifa of the time, it is only for the sake of obtaining his prayers and establishing a firm connection with him. It is natural for one to seek the prayers of a person to whom they have pledged their allegiance. If one has firm belief in the true Khilafat, then there is no harm in having this desire. However, 
the intention should not be ostentation. Rather, the sole intention should be to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty and for the Khalifa of the time to pray for one's increased nearness to Allah the Almighty and his pleasure on account of the sacrifice which has been made. Indeed, the prayers of believers of one another become the means of spiritual progress. Hence, this mindset is in accordance with the teachings of Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty promises that if one is sincere in their desire for His attention and His pleasure and spend their wealth to attain His pleasure, then He will remove their fears and their sorrows and He will establish means to put their heart at ease and He will comfort them and He will place them in His lap. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, this is the very mindset of those who have accepted the Imam of the age, the promised Messiah and Mahdi والسلام, who is the true servant of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. These people present sacrifices for the sake of Allah the Almighty's religion and in turn, Allah the Almighty does not leave such sacrifices unrewarded. They spend in the way of Allah the Almighty only for the sake of attaining His pleasure and at times Allah the Almighty rewards them in return right away whether in the form of wealth or other bounties and we find modern day examples of this in our community. There are not only ten, twenty or hundreds of examples rather there are thousands in fact, I would even say that these examples are to be in hundreds of thousands of those who have attained the pleasure of Allah the Almighty and experienced such things, as a result of which their faith strengthens and increases. Those who offer financial sacrifices must also remember that they also have responsibilities which they owe to their families and it is obligatory for believers to fulfill these responsibilities. It is a sin to neglect the rights and needs of one's family. At the same time, it must also be kept in mind that whilst adopting simplicity and stressing on the importance of simplicity to one's family, due attention must be given towards offering financial sacrifices. It is by the grace of Allah that the progenies of these people reap such bounties from Allah the Almighty which leaves one astounded. At this time I will present some accounts of those who offered financial sacrifices and the bounties which they received as a result or those who were inspired by Allah the Almighty to spend in His way and in the manner in which Allah the Almighty rewarded them. It is beneficial to present such accounts from time to time because they inspire others as well. Some people write to me saying that these accounts had an impact on them and inspired them to offer financial sacrifices and as a result of which they also witnessed the bounties of Allah the Almighty. 
The promised Messiah states in one instance that the Holy Quran guides that you should not hide all your virtuous deeds from others. In fact, as you deem appropriate, you should keep some good deeds hidden when you feel that it is better for you to keep them hidden. And certain virtuous deeds can be done openly when you see that doing them openly will benefit others. In this way, you will receive double the reward and those who are weak will be able to follow your example and do good deeds. The Promised Messiah further states that not only should you teach others with your words, but you should inspire them with your actions. Because words are not always impactful, whereas in most instances, practical examples leave a greater impact. As for the accounts which I present or those which I will present today, people do not write to me asking that I present them. Rather, I choose to present them myself so that these examples may have a positive impact on others. In fact, some people write to me saying that if I am going to present their example, their names should not be mentioned. Now, I will present some examples and may Allah the Almighty make these accounts a source of double the reward for those who experience them. One source of reward is that they made the sacrifices in the way of Allah the Almighty and the other is that their examples and accounts are or can become an inspiration for others to offer financial sacrifices and gain a true understanding of financial sacrifices as well. With regards to the zeal of a new convert to spend wealth in order to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty, a missionary from Albania, Samad Sahib, writes that an Albanian by the name of Jafar Kuchi Sahib was listening to the concluding address which I delivered at the annual convention of 2020 on the blessings of Allah the Almighty. And during this address, I related the story of his acceptance of Ahmadiyyat. This missionary writes that up until August, Jafar Kuchi Sahib did not have any means of income. One day, after the Friday prayer, he asked to know more about financial contributions, which he saw others making. And so, he was reintroduced to the system of financial contributions, as it had been explained to him before as well. Afterwards, he said that just that month, his flat was rented out and he had started receiving payments for the rent. He then took out a portion from the first payment he received, which was well above the prescribed rate of chanda, i.e. financial contributions. And he then said that once the rate prescribed by the promised Messiah, had been paid, the remaining amount should be allotted to tahrik jadid and waqf jadid The missionary says that he informed him of Allah the Almighty's promise in the Holy Quran that he increases the wealth of those who present financial sacrifices. Upon this, he replied that he had not offered financial contributions with this in mind. Rather, he did so only with the intention of attaining the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. 
Furthermore, he did so with the intention of fulfilling the instructions of the promised Messiah that financial sacrifices should be made for the sake of the faith and it is a commandment of Islam to do so. Now he regularly offers financial contributions every month. This is how a revolution suddenly comes about in the mindset of those who were once worldly people. A missionary from Argentina, Silver Sahib, writes that due to the coronavirus and general inflation in Argentina, people are facing extreme economic hardships. Despite this, however, some new converts were informed that one of the pillars of Islam is spending in the way of Allah. And in order to fulfill this divine commandment, there is a branch of the Ahmadiyya community known as the Harika Jadid scheme. The new converts came forward with great enthusiasm and offered sacrifices according to their means. Among them was Fatima Veronica Saiba, who was able to present extraordinary sacrifices. She is a widow and has a meagre means of income. And when all of the new converts were informed that there were only a few days left before the end of the Tariqa Jadid year, she sent a message to the missionary saying that at the moment she did not have the means to contribute. But nevertheless, she would try to come up with some amount in the coming days. Hence, just a few days later, she made a contribution of 5,000 Argentine pesos. The missionary writes that according to her circumstances, in fact, considering the general economic state of Argentina, this was an extraordinary amount. The missionary further states that seeing her passion, he told her that he was extremely grateful to her. But upon this, she replied, that there is no need to express any gratitude, for I have accepted Islam from my heart, and I have done so after having understood it. And one of his commandments is to make sacrifices for the sake of the religion. She further stated that in fact I am ashamed that due to the engagement in my work, I am not able to sacrifice my time for the religion as an Ahmadi Muslim ought to. Hence, this is the transformation created by Allah the Almighty within those who join the Jamaat of the Promised Messiah with utmost devotion in regards to how to acquire the pleasure of Allah the Almighty, the efforts they need to make for this, and how to advance the mission of the Promised Messiah Indonesia, which is in another part of the world in the form of islands, the Amir Sahib there writes that a lady by the name Marcilla, living in the city of Tangerang, said that her husband lost his job due to the coronavirus. And so he started a new business which wasn't profitable. Following this, he started working for an online motorcycle taxi. And the same difficulties were being faced there as well. So much so that they started wondering whether or not they would have anything to eat the following day. She states that they wanted to fulfill their promise for Tariqa Jadid during the month of Ramadan. But her husband would only tell her to pray that they be able to fulfill their promise. She says that during the month of Ramadan, she saw in a dream that a person was asking her whether she had made any promise. She replied in the affirmative, and upon this the person told her to fulfill that promise. When she woke up, it was the time for tahajjud prayer, i.e. the pre-dawn voluntary prayer, 
and following the tahajjud prayer, she mentioned this dream to her husband during sehri, i.e. the pre-dawn meal before observing the fast. When her husband returned home a few days later, he joyfully gave her a large amount of money and told her to fulfill the promise for tariq jadid as soon as possible. She says that when her husband went to the bank in order to collect the profit from the online motorcycle taxi business, which was 50,000 Indonesian rupees, he saw that an amount 20-fold as much was in his account. She says that they do not know where this money came from. However, she says that he was certain that this was nothing but the help of Allah the Almighty, which he blessed them with, having seen their intentions. This is the manner in which Allah the Almighty removes people from worries and concerns. Then Amir Sahib Indonesia says that there is an Ahmadi lady, Nur Saiba, living in a village in Lampung. And every day she and her husband visit a shop in an elementary school and sell items. She says that even though this is not extremely profitable, it is sufficient for daily necessities and for paying their financial contributions, i.e. janda. She passionately gives janda every month. And she said that due to the coronavirus, schools had been closed for two months and there was no income. She became very concerned as to how they would pay their janda. And then the thought came to her mind that she and her son had a money box and they had started collecting money in it. She thought to break it and contribute the money inside it towards Tehrika Jadid and Vakfa Jadid, as they had been collecting and saving money in it. They had explained the importance of making financial sacrifices to their children and contributed this amount from their children towards the Chanda. She further states that before Ramadan started, they only had one cup of rice left, which was not sufficient even for two children. She says that she made breakfast for the children and they had rice and water for breakfast and the children would ask why they were not eating with them. The rice was insufficient and the parents made a sacrifice and so they did not have any answer but simply smiled. In the afternoon the children were hungry again and a little bit of rice was left, sufficient for only one child, which he ate and the other child became hungry and started to cry. She says that at the time they could not do anything else but pray. They offered their prayers and supplicated profusely before Allah. And only a short while later, the help of Allah the Almighty arrived. A person came who needed a worker on his cornfield, and hence her husband was given the job and their needs were fulfilled. Hafiz Ataul Halim Sahib is a missionary in Mali, and he writes that a 70-year-old Ahmadi, Yatara Targore Sahib, regularly pays Janda every month. He is also part of the Nizami Vasiyat and he travels 7 kilometers by bike over an unpaved road in order to pay his janda every month. A short while ago, the chief of the neighboring village seized his land as a result of which he was greatly distressed. He also wrote to me here requesting for prayers and started making additional contributions towards janda. Allah the Almighty blessed him and the very same judge who had issued a verdict against him earlier issued a verdict in his favour now and the piece of land was restored to him which was completely unexpected. The reason for this was because the chief of the village was a powerful man and had a lot of influence and no one could even imagine that the judge would issue a verdict against the chief. This Ahmadi member, not only did he relate this account of Allah's help to the people of his own village but the following Friday he came to the regional mosque and narrated it before all the people, as a result of which other people were also extremely inspired. Through this incident we see how Allah the Almighty transforms a state of fear into peace.
Amir Sahib France writes, the one of the members told him that in comparison to last year, he had doubled his promise for Tariq Jadid this year to 1,000 euros. However, it so happened that due to the lockdown, his income decreased substantially and he felt that he would not be able to fulfill his promise. He says that he had taken a loan, which needed to be paid off as well, and he also needed to fulfill the promise of 1,000 euros, and all of this seemed extremely difficult. Prayer was the only option he had. In his heart, he made a resolve that regardless of how much his income was, and whether or not he had anything to eat, and no matter what happened, he was going to fulfill his promise under all circumstances. He says that by the sheer grace and favor of Allah the Almighty, the very same week he received a bonus of 1,000 euros from his employer for working during the lockdown, which was exactly in accordance with his promise. He says that this was given to him by Allah the Almighty alone because of the promise that he had made with him. Otherwise, he did not even have the slightest hope that his employer would give him such a large bonus during such difficult times. The lockdown was mentioned in the previous account and I would like to add that as of today the lockdown has started here in the UK for a period of four weeks. As such, there are no worshippers presently sitting before me in the mosque during the sermon. This is because I am allowed to deliver the sermon but no one else should be present except for the muazzin or one who calls the azan. A Syrian Ahmadi from Canada wrote to me and stated that if his account was ever to be mentioned, then not to mention his name. He says that upon the establishment of the new headquarters in Islamabad, I made a promise of contributing 5,000 Canadian dollars towards Tariqa Jadid as a way of expressing my congratulations and happiness. He says that this promise was made the previous year and during those times my income was 4,000 Canadian dollars per month and I was passing through a period of prosperity. A few months later I also bought a new car and changed jobs which resulted in an increase in my income. But he says that despite the good circumstances I was still finding it difficult to raise $5,000 because I was sending a portion of my income to my family back in Syria. And so I was praying daily to Allah the Almighty to grant me the means to pay my chandab. He states that in January 2020 I had an accident and was unable to work for a month. Consequently, I had to take out loans to cover the monthly costs. He then says that his financial situation became even more difficult due to the coronavirus to the extent where in February-March him and his wife had no choice but to suffice on the cheapest food and it would have taken an immense effort to fulfill the promise before the end of the year and he was praying that if he could fulfill it in Ramadan at the very least, not at the end of the year. But this seemed to be no more than a dream. He further states that then I left the taxi business and started working in food delivery. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, my situation started to get better. 
And so we committed once again to fulfill the promise before the end of the month of Ramadan so that we may also become the recipients of the prayers of the Khalifa of the time. He says, I then increased my hours of work to 11 to 12 hours and thereafter we started receiving income from places we were not aware of and my income had increased to nearly $9,000 per month. And in this manner, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, we were able to fulfill the promise 10 days prior to the month of Ramadan. He also wrote that if the promise had been threefold the amount, he had firm belief that they would have surely fulfilled it before the end of the year and would still continue to provide assistance to his poor family in Syria. The Amir Sahib of Sierra Leone writes that Usman Sahib, who is an Imam in a Jamaat of Freetown states, that we normally participate in Tariq Jadid every year, but this year I thought that the amount we normally donate is inadequate because I do not have any work. All I have is a small shop which my wife and I run, which does not generate much income, only enough to just about cover the cost of the home. He further writes that we would regularly hear the announcements about donating towards Tariq Jadid. So my wife said to make a cash box in which we would place some money every day. Then in October we will donate towards Tariq Jadid whatever we have saved up. We had never donated more than 20,000 leons in previous years. But by the grace of Allah the Almighty, this year, in this manner we were able to donate over 200,000 leons. He further writes, and my brothers also began adopting this method, and they were able to also donate 130,000 leons. My wife in particular was very pleased that we did this, whereby Allah the Almighty enabled us this year to make a good financial sacrifice, and that our level of sacrifice had increased by doing so in this manner. Furthermore, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, our income has also increased, and we will continue to use this method, which Allah the Almighty has taught us in the future as well. Marshall Islands is a far-off place, even some distance away from the U.S. And Sajid Iqbal Sahib, who is the missionary there, writes that in the Marshall Islands there is a Nasir called Kyushi Rakin Sahib. When the Jamaat was being encouraged throughout the year to participate in Tariq Jadid, Kyushi Sahib said that he neither had a job nor a place to stay. He also depended on the langar of the Jamaat for food and drink. Thereafter, we allowed him for some time to remain in the mosque and we told him that he should make a promise, even if it be for a small amount, and that he should pray that Allah the Almighty helps him. And so upon this, he made a promise of two American dollars. He writes that a few months later, he came to the mission house and gave $50 towards the Hika Jadid. And he said that Allah the Almighty had answered his prayers, whereby he found a job and had an apartment to now live in. And now he was also able to provide food and drink for himself. Thus, to strengthen one's faith, just observe how Allah the Almighty grants his support in a manner which at times even leaves our missionaries completely speechless. The Amir of the Gambia Jamaat writes, 
The Tehrike Jadid program was organized in Basra where we encouraged members to fulfill their promises. Musa Sahib was among the participants in this program who had nothing to give in Chandak. And so he became restless and he would wake up for the Tahajjud prayer and prostrate before Allah the Almighty seeking His grace so that he may be able to be among those who spend in the way of Allah the Almighty. And so Allah the Almighty then accepted his heartfelt desire and after a few days, the company for which he did contractual work told him that they were going to have a two-day program in Basse in which they wanted him to participate. And in return, he would be given 4,000 dalasies. He became so jubilant that after attending the two-day event, he increased his promise and donated 2,000 dalasies. God Almighty granted further means for his income in order for him to give chanda. And now he also encourages other brothers with regards to the importance of tariq jadid and making financial sacrifices. Talha Ali Sahib, who is the Sadr of the Philippines Jamaat and also serving as a missionary, says that one of the early Jamaats in the Philippines is the Simanol Jamaat, where the majority of people work in teaching. After receiving more than the target, the Sadr of the Jamaat messaged me to pray especially for three teachers because they had not received any income since March, yet all three fully participated in donating towards Tehrik Jadid. Thus, observe just how people from far off places are making sacrifices to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty and the manner in which they are doing so. Shamsuddin Sahib, who is a missionary of Kababir, writes that Al Khalil is a new Jamaat in Palestine where the majority of the members of the Jamaat are facing a lot of financial hardship. But by the grace of Allah the Almighty, each and every one of them participated in Tariq Jadid. Ibrahim Sahib is a new Ahmadi in Al Khalil. And after taking the oath of allegiance, he has been making great financial sacrifices. On this occasion, he donated a large amount towards the Riki Jadid. He says, a friend of mine was in debt to me, but was unable to pay it off for certain reasons. I waited a long time, but as I now had to donate towards the Riki Jadid, and due to the financial strains, I had little hope of receiving the amount. When I met Amir Sahib, I made some arrangements and donated towards the Riki Jadid. And after learning about my situation, Amir Sahib said that now that I had participated in tariq jadid in the way of Allah the Almighty, Allah the Almighty will now most certainly shower his blessings. Thus, only a few hours after the departure of Amir Sahib, the person returned my money and my financial worries were removed. A member from Wiesbaden, Germany went to the tariq jadid office and told them that his asylum case was with a judge who would not pass his case. And so he had heard some faith-inspiring incidents with regards to tariq jadid he said that having heard these, I decided to donate 1,000 euros towards Tariq Jadid. God Almighty so will that my case was passed on to another judge, and by the grace of Allah my case was accepted, and now I have come to fulfill the promise I made with Allah, hence he gave the amount he had promised. The UK's Tariq Jadid secretary says that a member of the Burton Jamaat was jobless, but the day after donating towards Tariq Jadid, he found a suitable job. Then another member of the Burton Jamaat was facing financial difficulties, but still donated towards Tariq Jadid. Sometime later, he received a letter from HMRC Tax Department, stating that he had paid too much in the previous year, and hence this amount was much larger than the sum he donated in Chanda. 
Another member who is a professional and had worries with regards to his job as someone had made a baseless complaint against him and after donating in tariq jadid the one who had made the complaint was fired. I.e. the opposite happened whereby the one fired was he who had made the complaint. Another member had his car driven into a pit and he thought to himself that if it were to be taken out safe and sound he would make a further donation towards tariq jadid Thus the car was taken out with no damage and he donated a week's worth of his income towards Tariqa Jadid. A child donated towards Tariqa Jadid the amount he had saved for six months, and thus children too are making efforts to increase their sacrifices. Then a khadim had saved money for going on holidays, and he donated all of it towards Tariqa Jadid. Then the Sadr of the Barking and Dagenham Jamaat says that he really wanted to reach the target this time for Tariqa Jadid, even if he had to give extra from his own pocket. Hence, he gave whatever remained of the target. Thereafter, he was notified by his work this year that he would receive a 70% increase in bonus as compared to last year. This bonus was much larger sum than the extra amount he donated in Chanda. Linar Abdurrahman of, of Kazakhstan says that I regularly participate in Chanda Aam, Jalsa Salana, Tariqa Jadid and Vakfe Jadid. These are all people from different parts of the world. He says that the blessings in these chandas is such that my wife was able to complete medical college and received a job from a government program. On top of that, the government provided a loan for the accommodation of the children who are in nursery. Now our financial situation is much better than before. I now have two cars and wish to build my own house. This was all due to the grace of Allah and as a result of giving chanda. We were previously living in a rented flat and we had financial troubles but still we gave Chanda, and as a result, Allah the Almighty showered endless blessings upon us. Muhammad Asan Sahib, the missionary of Guinea-Bissau, writes that when I made the announcement regarding Tehrika Jadid last year, one member, Muhammad Ibrahim Sahib, wrote down his promise that very day. He says that having listened to the sermon, he decided that he would now make a contribution every month. Hence, he continued to do so, but in the days of the coronavirus, he was no longer receiving any income. He became worried, and when the financial year for Tariqa Jadid was coming to an end, he became even more worried, and so he began praying. He writes, The one morning I received a phone call from someone who asked if I could make construction blocks. I immediately agreed, and in this way I managed to find work while still at home. Through this, Allah the Almighty enabled me to fulfill my promise and also remove my financial difficulty owing to the lockdown. Ibrahim Sahib states that all this was owing to the blessings of responding to the call of the Khalifa of the time. The Amir Sahib of Tanzania states that the missionary serving in Zanzibar writes, Hamna Bibi Sahiba, an elderly Ahmadi lady, is the first to pay all her chanda despite having low income. This year, in the blessed month of Ramadan, when we advised members towards offering financial sacrifice, she tried her level best to pay all her chanda in the same month. However, owing to some financial constraints, she does not have the money to do so. She told us that one night she was so concerned by not being able to pay the money that she woke up in the middle of the night and wept profusely before God Almighty, stating that it was the time to respond to the call of the Khalifa, but she was not able to do so. Subsequently, the next morning, a relative of hers, who she was unable to reach for for a long time, called her. Her relative sent her some money as a gift, through which she managed to pay her promise. 
She states that owing to paying her chanda, Allah the Almighty always manifests His love for her and never abandons her. Wakilul Mal Sahib of Gardian writes, One member of the Kerala Jamaat of Kerala had a promise of 500,000 Indian rupees. He had set aside some money to purchase furniture for his business and if he did not pay that money for the furniture on time, he would have to stop work for a while. However, the time to pay the Tariqa Jadid also drew close. Understanding the importance of paying Chanda, he gave the amount he had saved towards Tariqa Jadid. This pure intention on his part was blessed by Allah the Almighty in such a manner that only a short while later, whereby a sum was which was significantly more than the amount he gave in Chanda, was deposited into the account. Subsequently, he was able to purchase the furniture he needed for his firm. He was then offered a project worth millions of rupees, and as a result he offered a large amount in Tariqa Jadid, which was in addition to his original promise and amounted to approximately 1.2 million rupees. Abdul Wajid Sahib, an inspector, a collector of Tariqa Jadid from India, writes that the Cochin Jamaat in Kerala had the opportunity to hold a jalsa for Tariqa Jadid, in which the members were informed about the reasons and objectives of the Tariqa Jadid scheme. The members of the Jamaat were encouraged to fully partake in Tariqa Jadid scheme. And when the jalsa finished, we went to the house of the local president. His eight-year-old daughter came with her money box and said, Molvi Sahib, please put whatever money is in here towards Tariqa Jadid. At the time, the money box had 864 rupees, which she presented for Tariqa Jadid. Her father told me that his daughter had been saving the amount for some time with the intention of donating it to the Tariqa Jadid scheme. Her father also stated that whenever he would return home from his shop, she would take any coins from me and save them in her money box. In this way, the girl managed to save money over a few months and give it as Jannah. Thus, this is the spirit of offering financial sacrifices that Allah the Almighty has instilled within Ahmadi children. In relation to how people become passionate about offering sacrifice after performing the bed, Samad Sahib from Albania writes, Dalib Jirji Sahib, who is a local Ahmadi and resides in a village, he is a pensioner and despite his limited income, he regularly offers his jannah. He does not own a car and instead comes to offer Juma prayers using public transport. He writes that owing to the current pandemic, he attended Juma after a long time. And after Juma prayers, he said that I felt it a great burden upon me that I had not paid chanda for many months. He brought eight months worth of chanda, and aside from chanda arm, he also brought money for Tariqa Jadid and Vakfe Jadid. There are countless more examples such as these. For example, Hussein Sahib, who is a Muallim in Tanzania, writes. The Saleh Motunga Sahib is a devout Ahmadi who always offers financial sacrifices. A short while ago he fell ill and did not have enough money for his treatment. At the end of the month, when he received his pension, the first thing he did was to pay his Tariqa Jadid promise. Hussein Sahib says that I tried to explain to him that he could get treatment using that money first and then he can pay his promise later. However, he said that Allah the Almighty was the one who grants cure Therefore, he would first fulfill the promise he made in the way of God and then will go for his treatment another time. 
These are extraordinary levels of sacrifice which leave one amazed. There are people living in distant areas and taking part for the first time. But through pledging allegiance to the promised Messiah, Allah the Almighty enables them to bring about a great change within themselves and also grants them the understanding of the importance of financial sacrifices. Amir Sahib of Gambia writes, An event was held regarding the demands of Tariq al-Jadid scheme in which members were reminded about sacrificing their lives for the sake of Islam, adopting a simple life, and to never feel ashamed of doing even minor and trivial jobs. After the event, one of the attendees, Ibrahim Sahib, stated that he would give 1,000 delicacies as part of tariq jadid He further stated that he would devote his only son to become a missionary of the Jamaat. At present, his son is in secondary school, but his father's desires for him to become a missionary of the Jamaat, inshallah. Adam Sahib from Ghana, who is the General Secretary of the Accra Zone, writes, The Sadar of my zone gave me 50 CDs, which is the currency in Ghana, for my travel. I gave this amount for Tariq Jadid, and the next morning I left with my in-charge for some work. On the way back, he asked how I intended to go home, and I said that I would go by taxi. Upon this, my in-charge asked for my phone and then said to check it. He further says that when I checked my phone, he had sent me 1,000 CDs through his phone, I gave 50 CDs and received a thousand CDs in return. These are just some of the accounts that I have presented, but there are countless others like these. May Allah the Almighty greatly bless the wealth and those who offered sacrifices. I will now briefly mention details of the total amount that was given, as is usually mentioned with the announcement of the new Tariq al-Jadid year. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the 86th year of Tariq al-Jadid came to an end on 31st October and the 87th year has started. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the 86th year of Tariq al-Jadid came to an end on 31st October and the 87th year has started. By the grace of Allah, the entire Ahmadiyya Jamaat contributed £14.5 million, which is an increase of £882,000 from the previous year. Out of all the Jamaats around the world, this year Germany stood first. The economic and political situation of Pakistan is becoming more and more dire, and although compared to the rest of the Jamaats around the world, it may not be as significant of an increase. But on the whole, in terms of their local currency and under current circumstances, the Jamaats of Pakistan have progressed significantly and offered a large amount of sacrifice. May Allah the Almighty grant peace and relief to those countries that are suffering from economic and political turmoil and ease their situation so that they too are able to offer more sacrifices. In any case, overall Germany took first position, followed by UK, then USA. Pakistan's position also falls in between these foreign countries outside of Pakistan. USA is third, Canada, then a country in the Middle East, India, Australia, Indonesia, Ghana, then another country of the Middle East. As opposed to only competing with other African countries, 
Ghana is now competing with other countries around the world, such as USA, Europe, etc. In terms of contribution per person, Switzerland is first, followed by USA and then Singapore. These were the first three Jamaas and the rest of the details will follow. In terms of overall contribution, the outstanding Jamaas from Africa are Ghana is first, then Nigeria, Burkina Faso, Tanzania, the Gambia, Sierra Leone. The Jamaat of Sierra Leone is very big and has been established for a long time. If Amir Sahib and also the relevant office bearers guide the members of the Jamaat in the right manner and encourage them to offer financial sacrifices, they will find that the members of the Jamaat are always willing to offer sacrifices. Thus, they ought to pay attention towards this. After this, it is Benin. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, Benin has also made great efforts. And in terms of contribution per person, Niger and Benin made significant progress. Benin increased the amount sixfold in terms of their local currency, and there was an eightfold increase in Niger. And so, despite the fact that owing to the current situation, their total number of participants decreased, but their overall collection was more than previous years or remained the same. The total number of overall participants was 1,600,800. And the prominent Jamaats of Africa who have increased the participants from last year are as follows. Ghana stood first, then Burkina Faso, Mali, Senegal, the Gambia, Congo, Kinshasa, Tanzania, Liberia, Kenya, Central African Republic, Sao Tome, Congo, Brazzaville and Zimbabwe. The other larger mosques, where there was a significant increase in the number of participants, are Bangladesh, Germany, Canada, India, Australia and UK. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the accounts belonging to Daftar Abul are a total of 5,927, 33 of whom are still alive and pay the chanda themselves, and 3,129 accounts are continued by their heirs, and 2,775 are continued by sincere members of the Jamaat. Since Germany stood first in all the Jamaats around the world, their details will be mentioned first. The first ten Jamaats of Germany are as follows. Mehdiabad was first, followed by Rudermark, Neuss, Nida, Cologne, Pinneberg, Osnabrück, Florisheim, Kiel and Frenchheim. The local Amarits in Germany are Hamburg, Dietzenbach, Frankfurt, Grossgrove, Wiesbaden, Mofelden, Mannheim, Riedstad, Rüsselheim and Darmstadt.
UK is in second position and the position of the regions in UK are as follows Bayt al-Futur region then Fazl Mosque region Islamabad region Midlands region and then Bayt al-Ihsan region The top 10 positions of the larger jamaats of the UK in terms of total collection is as follows Aldershot Islamabad Fuzzle Mosque, Worcester Park, Birmingham South, Gillingham, Putney, South Cheam, Birmingham West and Cheam. The top five positions of the smaller Jamaats in UK is as follows. Spen Valley, Keithley, Swansea, North Wales and Northampton. The next details are of USA, but before this I will read out the details for Pakistan. The positions of Jamaats in Pakistan are as follows Lahore number one, then Rabwa and then Karachi. The ten districts with the most contribution is Islamabad, Sialkot, Gujarat, Gujarawala, Hyderabad, Mirpur Khas, Faisalabad, Tobatek Singh, Umarkot, Chakwal, Kotli. I don't know why they've written Chakwal and Kotli together. They should have been written separately, unless they both had the same position. The position of the local Jamaats in regards to highest contribution is as follows. Amarad Defence Lahore, Amarad Shahar Rawalpindi, Amarad Drake Road Krachi, Amarad Mughalpura Lahore, Amarad Township Lahore, Amarad Azizabad Karachi, Amarad Gulshanabad Karachi, Peshawar Quetta, Amarad Delhi Gate Lahore. The position of the Jamaats in the USA is as follows Maryland is first, then Los Angeles, Silicon Valley, Central Virginia, Seattle, Oshkosh, Detroit, Chicago, South Virginia, Houston, Atlanta, and Boston. In terms of total contribution, the position of the local Amaras in Canada is as follows Vaughan, Peace Village, Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto West, Mississauga, Brampton, Brampton East, Saskatoon and Toronto. The position of the smaller Jamaats in Canada is as follows Bradford, Hamilton Mountain, Edmonton West, Regina and Hamilton East. The top 10 Jamaats in India for their total contribution are Coimbatore, Karolai, Kadian, Pitprem, Hyderabad, Kinanur Town, Calcutta, Calicut, Bangalore and Mathatam. The top 10 districts in India are as follows Kerala, Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Jammu Kashmir, Telangana, Punjab, Orissa, Bengal, Delhi and Maharashtra. The top 10 Jamaats of Australia are as follows Melbourne, Long Warren, Castle Hill, Melbourne, Berwick, Marsden Park, Adelaide South, Penrith, ACT, Canberra, Adelaide West, Mount Druitt and Parramatta.
These were the respective positions of the Jamaats. May Allah the Almighty grant countless blessings to them and their wealth and accept their sacrifices. With this, I would also like to announce the start of the 87th year of Tariq Jadid, which started officially from 1st November, inshallah. Now I would like to draw attention towards offering special prayers these days. We pray for ourselves and for the community, but we must also pray for the entire Muslim world. These days, there are certain world leaders of non-Muslim nations who harbour malice and hatred against Muslims. And in this current age of democracy, these leaders consider the public to be their God and make their policies and statements in accordance to their wishes. Or they intentionally lead them astray by proclaiming that there is no God and that the public is all that really matters. And even when they do not explicitly make such comments, they harbour prejudice towards Islam and have reservations regarding it. And a large section of the general public is also against Muslims due to being unaware of the true teachings of Islam. Hence, through prayers and a concerted effort, we must inform the world of the true teachings of Islam. Whenever the leaders in the West speak against Islam, they formulate their sentences in a particular political context and say it in a rather ambiguous and vague manner. But in recent days, the French president openly made comments against Islam, saying that Islam was in a state of crisis. However, if any religion is in crisis, it is their own. In fact, they do not even follow Christianity anymore or any other religion. Their religion is in crisis, whereas Islam, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, is a living, growing and prospering religion. And Allah the Almighty has ensured the means to safeguard and protect it in every age. Even in this day and age, through the promised Messiah, wassalam, His teachings are spreading to all corners of the earth. The reality is that these anti-Islamic forces and individuals are able to act in this manner, or make such statements because they know that there is no unity in the Muslim world. However, here I would like to commend the Canadian Prime Minister who gave a very good response to the comments made by the French President. He stated that this was wrong and we should respect the sentiments people have for their religions and their religious figures. If only other world leaders could ponder over this perspective and statement of the Canadian Prime Minister and act upon it in order to ensure the peace and security of the world. In any case, the Canadian Prime Minister is commendable for this and we ought to pray for him and that may Allah the Almighty further open his heart to the truth. In any case, 
It is evident that all of this is happening because there is no unity amongst the Muslims. The Muslim countries are against one another and their religious sectarianism has shown to the world that there is division amongst the Muslims. If the Muslims were united, who believe in one God and one messenger and were ready to offer sacrifices for this, then the non-Muslim world would never carry out such actions nor would any newspaper have the courage to publish caricatures of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. A few years ago, when such caricatures were published in Denmark and France, the Muslims momentarily raised a hue and cry and announced they would boycott their products. But then after just a few months, they went silent and did nothing else. At that time as well, it was the Ahmadiyya Muslim community which responded in the correct manner and presented to them the beautiful life and character of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And this was praised and appreciated by many non-Muslims, including intellectuals, various leaders and also the general public. We are continuing these efforts today as well and state in our response that the wrongful actions done in the name of Islam by a few misguided people should not be regarded as true Islam. It does not behove any world leader to label the Islamic teachings and Muslim world as being in crisis owing to the wrongful actions of one person and thereby further inciting their own people and making it appear as if they are at war against us and they will continue this fight. In fact, they themselves are the ones who provoke such people to carry out these ill acts. I mentioned once before as well that no Muslim who has honor and respect for his faith can accept such caricatures of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, or him being dishonored in any way. Owing to their provocation, certain Muslims become so impassioned that they wrongfully take the law into their own hands and commit unlawful acts. But it is these non-Muslims and their governments and the so-called freedom of expression that are responsible for this. Thus, it is the non-Muslim world which incites their emotions and provokes them. When this issue of caricatures first arose, I delivered a series of sermons explaining what the true response to this should be and what our conduct should be. As I mentioned earlier, that this had a very positive impact on people and we are continuing these efforts in this manner. Similarly, when a Dutch politician spoke against Islam, I had delivered a sermon in Holland in which I warned him of the punishment of Allah the Almighty. In response to this, he pleaded with the government of Holland to ban me from entering their country and that a lawsuit should be filed against me as I threatened him against his life. In any case, whilst remaining within the bounds of the law, we strive to defend against every act carried out against Islam and the honour of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and we will continue doing so. And this has a positive impact, no doubt. And this is the solution we present to others as well, that whilst remaining within the boundaries of the law, we should take every step that we can. 
Above all, we must invoke salutations, I recite the rood upon the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and remain engaged in prayers. I have drawn attention towards this in many of my previous sermons as well, that despite the intense opposition of the non-Ahmadi ulama, i.e. clerics against us, we must continue in our efforts to defend Islam in light of its true teachings, inshallah. The killing of a few people is an act of momentary and misguided passion, but these acts do not present a real solution. If the Muslim world desires a true and permanent solution, then the entire Muslim world must unite as one. In response to the French president's comments, the president of Turkey and a few other leaders have given a response. However, the impact of their comments is nothing compared to the impact if a response was given from a united Muslim world. Although it is said that in response to the Turkish president's comments, the French president slightly softened his stance and said that this is not what he meant. But despite this, he remained firm in saying that whatever they are doing is right. But if the 54 or 55 Muslim countries united and raised their voice as one, then the French president would not have offered justifications and instead would have been compelled to apologize. In any case, at this moment in time, I would just briefly like to say that we ought to pray that the Muslim countries become united and at least against the non-Muslims should raise their voice as one. Then they will be able to witness for themselves the impact it can have. We, however, will continue in our efforts, God willing, for this is the duty of the followers of the promised Messiah, to propagate the beautiful teachings of Islam all over the world and to show them the beautiful example of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. We should not rest until we have not gathered the entire world under the flag of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. We must inform the world that their salvation lies in recognizing the one true God and end all acts of injustice. A few months back during the pandemic, I once again wrote to certain world leaders, including the President of France, in which I warn them in the words of the promised Messiah والسلام, that such calamities and afflictions are sent by Allah the Almighty in the world due to the grave injustices being carried out. Therefore, they ought to pay heed towards this. They should end all injustices and seek to establish true justice. And only such statements should be made which are based in the truth. We have fulfilled our responsibility and will continue doing so. Now it is up to them if they wish to take heed or not. But nevertheless, we must not forget the Muslim world in our prayers. We should pray that may Allah the Almighty also enable them to accept the true servant of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, i.e. the promised Messiah salam. The world in general also needs to understand that if they continue to move away from Allah the Almighty, it will only result in their ruin. And we must also strive to bring the world in recognizing the unity of God and to gather them under the flag of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. This in fact is the very purpose of Tariq Jadid, 
May Allah the Almighty enable us to fulfill this task. Also pray for the general state of the world as well, because they are rapidly deteriorating. And let it not be the case that after passing through the calamity of this pandemic, they are struck by another calamity in the form of a world war. May Allah the Almighty enable the world to come to its senses and recognize the one true God and fulfill his rights. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmudu, Nustainu, Nustaghfiru, Wanominu Bihi, Wanatawakkalu Alayhi, Wanauzu Billahi Min Shurur Anfusina, Wamin Sayyati Amalina, من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد الله إله إلا الله ونشهد أن محمد Ibadallahi rahimakumullah Inna Allah ya'muru biladli wal-lisani Wa itai zil-qurban Wa yanhaan al-fashai Wal-munkar wal-bawi Ya'izukum la'allakum tazakkaroon Uzkurullaha yazkurkum Waduhu yastajib lakum Wala zikrullahi akbar